Hello everybody, welcome to the Game Talk with Zetrix podcast and today as promised in the last episode we are going to be doing live coverage from Crystal Palace versus Liverpool uh match day. Uh we started off really well with a exquisitely high press, unbelievable work from the Liverpool players as of half time. Currently half time as I'm doing this coverage. So Liverpool throughout the first 20 minutes unbelievably high pressing it it was kind of exquisite uh to see us sending them into their own half and you'll see me talking about this more as the segment progresses um they tried to go forward a little bit of chances here and there they started off the first opening seconds crystal palace were fortunate enough to go through with a chance but ever since that chance went begging as per se liverpool had total domination of the ball and then um towards the run of play Virgil van Dijk comes in with a corner and scores with a header like he normally does back to scoring ways for Virgil van Dijk at a very early goal say around the 8th minute uh exquisite you can see him running from the opposite edge of the box he makes a straight line dart towards the ball jumps high enough and gets a clean clean header into the top left hand corner it just bends itself and goes in it's it's unbelievable some of the best football i've seen from liverpool in the opening minutes i think the only other time we pressed this high and were this successful was against um ac milan in the opening day of the champions league group stage fixtures um that's what i see from this it's kind of exquisite it's a beautiful football to see jurgen klopp without mo salah without mane without keita it's reassuring to see that jurgen klopp has his backup and once again proving us all wrong that he doesn't need to strengthen his squad because we've got exactly what we needed from today's game so far in the opening 45 minutes we've got exactly what we've wanted um in terms of pressure in terms of pace in terms of intensity and relentlessness it it some beautiful football um something that i want to touch on in this opening 45 minutes i've seen from andrew robertson something unbelievable andrew robertson in the beginning of the season had a little bit of a scare in terms of injuries and costa simicas being a threat to his uh left back position but now coming into the team again ever since the, uh, when he's come back from the ban or the post, um part where he got sent off at tottenham ever since he's come back from that it's just been robertson controlling the games he's making runs he's making darts and this is the thing about robertson that we've seen in the 2018 2019 2020 seasons up until now is that robertson is a very tireless player tirelessly works you put anybody else in a position like that you have to sub them off at half time because of the amount of running that the player is doing but andrew robertson runs up and down the pitch you, you watch a highlight reel of andrew robertson and every minute he's on the opposite end of the pitch making a dart into a winger's position which is in the oppo- uh, opponent's half by their corner flag making crosses in and then say the ball doesn't go in the opposition uh, takes the position away from us we concede possession now then the counter attack robertson is fast enough and has enough energy to make a dart all the way back all the way back into our half and is actually there before the attacker that's ridiculous the work rate from our left back and what a deal 8 million for andrew robertson unbelievable he's the best 
left back in the world and Trent Alexander-Arnold Andrew Robertson are currently second and third on the all-time uh, assist record for a defender so and they're not even that far fetched from first so Andrew Robertson in this first half was heavily heavily involved and was the main reason that we ended up scoring these two goals he he's just a pain for the opposition's defense he he is doing the work of a defender and a midfielder and an attacker and it's quite unbelievable to see just how our fullbacks have adapted and have changed and evolved that left back or that full back position rather um you got to you got to look at the work rate from robo it's something that very impressed i was very impressed with Robertson in this first half something else I want to touch up on uh, that I've seen in the first 45 minutes and that we've seen throughout the season but just something I want to talk about um Liverpool when they in a defensive position they go to our typical 4-3-3 you know Robertson Trent Matip Van Dijk and then the midfielders and the attackers but when Liverpool are attacking Liverpool turn into a back three with Fabinho almost in a defensive position but it's Alisson that mainly takes up the third defensive position and when Alisson's in his post and Fabinho is upfield it turns into a back two because what happens is it's Matip and Van Dijk that stays in the defensive positions obviously they center backs they stay not even in our own half some throughout this game Van Dijk and Matip were also relatively far up the pitch but it turns into a back three and then eventually when we we're attacking so hard and so far up it turns into a back two with Alisson way back in his goal and Fabinho is also very far forward and Van Dijk has been have to evolve he had to evolve because when he's come back from his injury something that we've seen is he had to find a new way to be involved and to be such a significant member of the starting 11 and what he's done instead of making peaceful darts like Matip does just going a little adventure Van Dijk's found a new way to be involved and he hits these we've seen this before we all every Liverpool fan and everyone who watches football and knows how Liverpool play we've seen this before from Virgil van Dijk he just hits these diagonal long balls to what used to be Mo Salah Mane for me you know now in this game Alex Oxlade Chamberlain Jordan Henderson sometimes because of our fullbacks turn into wingers at some point or 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 midfield is high up pitch but essentially they're in a winger's position van dijk is hitting balls to to trent and robertson and he just stays in his position so our backline you can see how well that we're pressing them and it turns into a back two and that's not even a problem because like i said the second we concede possession robertson trent and fabinho are sprinting faster than the attackers it's it's a beautiful sight to behold it's it's something that i'm proud of impressed jurgen klopp is a genius for this type of tactics man um something that we've seen throughout the first half so far is that because our backline is so far up liverpool are playing an intense offside trap olisi is trying his hardest gallagher is going forward edward is trying every time i think 98% of the time that palace were on the break they've been caught offside because we are so far up These players are trying to go as far forward as they can, but they just keep ending up in their own half. And the second they pass that line, because our defenders are on their half, they are counted as offside. It's a really intense offside trap from uh, Liverpool. Really impressive to say that we are attacking so hard that every attack 
that we concede turns into an offside. And that's exactly what the fans wanted from a team like Liverpool. You need that type of intensity. Uh, I've spoken enough about our defense apart from the fact that Arnold and Robertson are just controlling the game. They have been controlling the game. I, I've been praising Robertson for the 8 minutes and 19 seconds that this has been going on for so far. But Arnold, Arnold is just, his presence and, and the balls that he's hitting into the box from the opposite end of Robertson has just, it's been what we expect. What Trent has been forcing us to expect from him. What we expect from him, it's, it's an expectation at this point. Not something that we think will happen. It's something that we know is going to happen. And when it doesn't happen, we start to question. He's, he's evolved that left back, that full back position rather. And Arnold and Robertson are really the reasons that we are ahead in this game. I'm not even going to say anything else about it. So moving on from the defense, uh, let's talk about our midfield. Uh, defenders have not been having to do much defending today apart from the little scares that we've had from Crystal Palace uh, talk about the midfield Jones Curtis Jones wasn't really a start at the beginning of the season we've had multiple midfield combinations uh, with Thiago out till after the international break and uh, Keita after AFCON Elliot probably will return after the break as well so we've had to use Curtis Jones and he's come into the field into the starting 11 and has proven to be what I would call a comparison to Andrew Robertson. His work rate is unbelievable. He's far up the pitch. He's, he's interchanging with our current ringers, which are Diogo Jota and Takumi Mamino. He's normally on the left-hand side because he's playing left central midfielder. Um, so he, he gets these balls from Van Dijk and then darts, just make a straight run. And that's what I admire about him. He's making these straight runs into the danger area. So what happens is the defenders from Crystal Palace are now crowding him. That's what they're doing. They are crowding his position, where he is. So what happens is he's, he's like a fly to a light and he's the light. And everybody, all the defenders are like the fleas or the flies. And they just swarm around him. And what he simply does, gets the ball to Robertson. And now there's an entirety of open land, just grass beyond for Liverpool to feed into. Robertson hits one ball in and as we've seen with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain going straight into open land clear as day ball flies in Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain scores and that was in the 31st minute so say half an hour to 35 minutes of unstoppable force word that I would use absolutely relentless so Jones has been doing that and, and I've seen Henderson is more focused on the right-hand side, whereas Jones is focused on the left-hand side and it's drawing defenders away from that middle area where Fabinho, Trent is pulling in because Henderson and, and Ox is on the far side. We don't need three players on the left. We need someone in midfield as well. So Trent and Fabinho come in, leaving space. These defenders are just everywhere at the moment and it, it's unbelievable. Something that, like I've said a number of times now, is something that I'm proud of, something that I have been really impressed for. Uh, so we've spoken about the team's performance as a whole. What I want to speak about is the away fans. Our Liverpool supporters are in loud voice. They are well and alive, not just kicking, they are stomping, making an absolute racket. And that's, I think that's the main reason that Liverpool are so dominant so far in this half. And we're going to go into the second half shortly. Um, 
where we will cover more on the second half what happens hopefully it keeps this intensity but the fans have been in loud voice they were in alive um songs from the second the Van Dyke goal went in earlier and they're singing the Virgil Van Dyke song and the second the Ox goal went in they were uh, chanting really loudly uh, songs for Virgil Van Dyke and Diogo Jota were immense you could hear it clear as day and this is something that I'm proud of It's just something I thought that I wanted to uh touch on so before we end the segment something that a little bit of scares towards the ending of the half Matip has been unbelievable defensively but for the past two games now he's hit I think a few risky passes uh and one was across the box he hit it straight across and these players went straight for goal uh and normally if this was Liverpool like we've seen against um oppositions that played for Liverpool where they hit risky passes uh normally that would have been a goal but this is something else that I want to talk about Allison has been absolutely humongous in those posts he has saved us in be it whether it was an offside or not he he does, he's not one to know that so he hits the these absolute amazing saves he's, he makes himself large enough to throw off the attacker <clears throat> and it's absolutely ridiculous so I'm proud of Robertson something that I've touched on Allison making absolutely this is why he's our number one goalkeeper although Quivin uh, Kelleher has proven to be a reliable number 2 I've seen enough from today to prove that Allison and there was no doubt about it anyway but you know some people will still the top reds will want to talk about um whether Quivin Kelleher should be uh, a threat to Allison's position but today we've seen absolutely not nothing as of now is touching Allison's position So Allison world class, Robertson world class, Matip world class defensively, Van Dijk going forward and defensively world class. Just a few hiccups towards the ending of the half, but hopefully second half should be starting in a few minutes. Uh we're going to watch that and come back. Um hopefully we can keep this high press. Hopefully Robertson can keep the intensity. Hopefully more goals. We're trying to replicate the seven goal score in the previous meeting at Selhurst Park. So hopefully we keep pinning them into their own half. not giving them a chance to go forward and never they do go forward hit them on the offside so feel enough to be really proud of Liverpool and hopefully we can keep going forward so i'll see you at the ending of the second half to continue with my opinions and what i what i've seen so i'll see you then thank you for listening Okay, we are here for our thoughts on the second half for Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Um the least I can say uh, as a complete summary of the second half was more or less baffling. It was startling, um scary, all the words to describe a very nervous second half from the men in red or men in white today. Um Honestly, Crystal Palace started off unbelievably strong. Uh from what was uh us sending them back to their own half for half an hour in the first half um turned into us being the ones sitting back and we were the ones being pushed into our own half, forcing errors, uh short passes, slipping all the stuff that a top team like Liverpool or any team, any manager would be furious with performance 
performances like that. So, Crystal Palace started the second half unbelievably strong. Credit to them. They really did deserve um the goal that Edward uh scored in the 54th minute. Uh it was basically a 2v1 brilliant pass. Uh lands at his teammate and it's a simple tap in just 2v1 versus Allison. I don't there's no way Allison saves that. I'm sorry. If Allison saved that unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we get on to um something that we've already spoken about in the first half um Allison being ridiculous but <laughs> I've got a little bit more to say in the second uh, half so uh, Edward scored the first goal to give Crystal Palace a chance at 2-1 Crystal Palace for most of the second half were playing very very difficult football for Liverpool to counter so Liverpool in the first half we've understood strong decisive clinical accurate precise everything that you would want from them and expect from them but they, you could see that the second the first half was dying away towards the ending there it was a trailer for what was to come in the second half where Crystal Palace dominated the second half uh, and, and I, this is what my opinion uh, comes from Patrick Vieira had a change in formation he sent Edward and Olisi for front two we sent him in a front two and essentially what this did was a formation change that allowed Crystal Palace to have more defense but a, a more narrow attack so they weren't just sending players forward and then being caught out on the attack they were defending ultimately hard and pressing Liverpool backwards on the two players and sending players and this is one player I want to talk about from Crystal Palace I know that I'm a Liverpool supporter but I've got to give my all-round opinion and my all-round coverage here Uh, so Schlupp this guy was just unbelievable he's basically like what we have in Fabinho the center of the park stopping everything coming through and sending he was just he has the defensive capabilities of Virgil van Dijk he has the attacking sensibility and the capability attributes of Robertson so it was and the energy as well this guy was just everywhere in the middle of the park going back coming forward sending liverpool into a lot of trouble the balls that were coming in conny gallagher another one the chelsea loney causing a lot of problems to liverpool and they were asking a lot of very very difficult questions that liverpool for round about the entirety of the second half had no answer for what happened was we were backpedaling every ball that came to the box we either sent it back to the crystal palace player or if we managed to clear it it just bounced back to the defenders restarted the attack uh, and when we did get the ball essentially what happened was give it away we were just blasting it out of the area to calm our nerves for a second only for 5 seconds later the exact same thing to be happening on the opposite end of the box and we get the ball we clear come back get the ball clear come back get the ball clear come back it's not what we need uh, a word that i can use for this is complacency liverpool became very complacent men in red we've seen this time and time again from Liverpool where we have a very comfortable lead to know but as we know from football anything can happen 2-0 can be erased 3-0 4-0 5-0 we know that anything once that half time comes the second half is not going to be the same as the first it almost never is um and we've seen first half Crystal Palace useless second half Crystal Palace were making us look useless and we were, we became complacent we thought that we were safe but once the first goal goes in on the comeback then there's a problem 
and Liverpool were not answering the questions. They had no idea how. They first thought, get it out of the box, which is, in my opinion, okay, yes, clear the danger, but we need to go on the attack. When 2-0 is almost... We have lost so many leads that were 2-0 so far. Uh, it was against Brighton at home and then at Chelsea and then so many 2-2 draws but Chelsea and Brighton we led 2-0 and then 2-2 out of nowhere and the same thing was going to be happening Crystal Palace it was only a matter of time and something happens later on in the half that we all know about by now but we'll get to that in a second uh, Jagan Klopp finally at some point makes a change and he goes for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain coming off who got us our second goal in style um, with a world-class assist from Robertson. We talked about that in the first half. And Takumi Minamino comes on. Um, thoughts on Takumi Minamino didn't really make a difference. It wasn't um, a change that had a lot of significance for it. Normally, when Jürgen Klopp makes a change, we need it to do something, to spark a difference, to, to bring life back. But Takumi Minamino, silent, quiet, most of the game. He's a good player. I don't think our, our bench is filled with game changes. You know, someone you bring it on, game changes. All of a sudden, something happens. We need something like that. So for example, Divock Origi, had he been on the bench, which he will be returning uh, to the Liverpool squad after the international break. But, um, so, if we had a bench filled with game changes, it would have been a lot more comforting. For example, Diogo Jota, when he started off last season, he was a bench player coming off the bench and then he used to come off the bench make a difference and that's what we needed a, a, a differential somebody to do something that the opposition were not ready for or were not used to in this game we didn't have that uh, today bench was full with youngsters and then Takumi Minamino who normally is such a vital role plays a very vital role but not today he didn't really in my opinion very quiet um, we won the game but still I feel needs a little bit more oomph that bench needs a little bit of a sprucing up uh, later on the half the emotions and the nerves were getting to the, a lot of Liverpool players and then Firmino gets booked on a very mistimed challenge if I do say so myself uh, but now we get to what I've already said in the first half about Allison, we're going to go on a little bit of a continuation. Allison is world class, world class, probably best keeper the world's seen in recent times, probably ever. You want to talk about all the clean sheets you want? Go ahead. Right? But when we needed Allison the most, Allison has always been there. Allison is this prominent figure, big man between the sticks. And we see a, a, a sumptuous ball played in. And then he, the attacker tries to lob it over Allison, But Allison, who is off his line, well off his line. Any keeper watch that slip in. But Allison chases it and sends it into the bar. And then out for a corner. Had it not been for Allison today, we would have lost probably 5-2. 5-2. But thanks to Allison, To unbelievable... Hats off, honestly saved us, saved us, and, and thanks to him, we're still chasing City. Um, later on in the half, this is a very controversial um, moment in the game where Trent Alexander-Arnold repeated what he did against Arsenal in the League Cup 
um semi final second ha- second round uh he sends a brilliant ball across the field uh straight away it lands at Diego Jota whose chest bounced a little further than he expected but the keeper Guajita did not time his tackle uh many people are saying that that wasn't a penalty some Liverpool players uh fans rather saying that it wasn't a penalty others are saying it is a penalty whatever it is we've had most of the VAR decisions go against us and it was almost never penalties and i think we deserve one we deserve one now many people are saying that we don't want to win the game on a unfair penalty but if you think about it it's not really going to make a difference the game was almost over and we were winning already it's not to say that this one was a decider this one was just a confirmation a lock uh, a seal so it was a two defenders and a keeper against Diogo Jota who times it wonderfully with his chest just bounces a little bit further than he wanted to and uh, Guajita was supposed to get there but it bounced further than Guajita and then Jota and the keeper clatter into each other of which ended up resulted in quite a bit of a VAR check it was first waved off by Kevin Friend but the VAR uh, assistant referee the virtual assistant referee um took its time and and couldn't come to a decision so they sent the referee to go check on it uh and he too took his own sweet time but ended up awarding the penalty obviously without Mohamed Salah and James Milner not brought on yet Fabinho takes it and we've seen him in the league cup before take a penalty sweetly and calmly as you like uh and sends Guajita the wrong way Guajita went left Fabinho went right and bottom corner he just slips it in brilliantly uh once that was done Fabinho went off James Milner came on which is a little bit of a a weird a weird change I'll understand why you take off Fabinho we've won the game three goals to two uh, to, to one and we're winning by two goals We don't need an attacker. Now we need to play defensive. Bring on James Milner, all reliable, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, who had a little bit of an injury scare, not too serious, but um, we don't need any chances right now. Our players are just coming back, um, suffering a little bit. We don't need another world-class player, a player who plays such a prominent and significant role in the Liverpool starting eleven. We don't need another one to go. We we can't afford it. We really really can't. In a in a time in the league where we we're chasing the leaders. We are chasing Manchester City. We cannot afford Trent, someone like Trent, to go off. So Trent comes off, and a defensive change. You can understand that Jurgen Klopp wanted to just seal the back, just seal them, block them off. So he brought on Joe Gomez. So now three defenders on the pitch, and Andrew Robertson also the fourth one. Um, and we just try to see out the remaining minutes of the game. So my. all-round opinion is that the first half shows that Liverpool starts off very strong but this is what we've seen almost every game where we have started strong we become very complacent and then we just let off we just take a break switch off and the second we switch off we concede goal after goal after goal luckily only one goal this time and I think it's mainly because of Alisson and poor finishing from the opposition but all credit to Crystal Palace who were giving us a run for our money in the second half they were making us work for it really nervously scared and now we can breathe three points to liverpool three changes made obviously to come in amino for alex oxley chamberlain roberts of mino goes off for james mulder transitions on the run goes off for joseph gomez also comes back from a long term injury uh, hasn't really had much game time 
and an all-round convincing performance from Liverpool and then Crystal Palace returned the favor in the second half. I still feel uh, all-round Robertson played an all-round good game. He didn't have a bad moment all game. Jones as well, emphatic is what I can say about him. Uh, Allison, it's just brilliant. Just just brilliant. And in terms of man of the match, I've I, I want to give it to Allison. I want to give it to Robo. I want to give it to Jones. But I think I'm edging towards Robertson. Because as good as Allison was, Robertson was just immense, consistent. So was Allison. But Robertson was vital. Today, two assists out of the three goals. And then Jota getting the third assist for the penalty. Is just it's it's a it's a brilliant performance from Robertson and you gotta acknowledge that he's turning into what Trent is and he's kind of leading in assists uh, between two who are just fighting with themselves at the moment in terms of who can get more assists. Um, so I think man of the match for in terms of the Cedric's podcast award goes to Andrew Robertson who definitely deserves it. definitely definitely deserves it. I think the white awake it. For Liverpool is my favourite. We've always had, well, almost always had good luck with it, uh, other than West Ham, which was um, a little unfortunate. But only two losses in the entire season for Liverpool in all competitions um, is brilliant. We've had a number of draws. We can't afford to keep dropping two points, two points, two points, three points, three points, two points. We can't. We really can't. Now we need to go on that winning streak that we had towards the ending of last season. And if we can manage to do that, could be beneficial to us we need to go on that winning street and we need to if we can carry on winning the game against Leicester we should be getting Mohamed Salah Navi Keita Thiago Alcantara Divock Origi Harvey Elliott Sadio Mane all of our players are back all of them are back so as long as we have our players now there's no excuses there's literally no excuse you've got your world-class players back you've got your starting 11 everyone is here uh, Javier Elliott should be more than ready. He's had quite a bit of time and then he's not going to play the Leicester game. Uh, obviously, the medical department would pin Liverpool against the wall. So, now you've got your world-class squad back. Now Jurgen Klopp has the headache of making a decision. Who does he want? And I think we're going to go a little bit of a pre-game uh, an, uh, analysis of the starting eleven and who we want, who is available. Everybody is back. After this game, which has just ended, everybody will be back everyone so I think Jürgen Klopp should make the best decisions we've lost to Leicester City the last time we played them poor performance the last time we played Leicester now Jürgen Klopp needs to make a better decision he needs to change his tactics and we'll talk about who my preferred and predicted starting 11 is when the time comes around for it Uh, But for now, that was Crystal Palace versus Liverpool, uh, which ends 1-3 or 3-1 to Liverpool. Three points taken. We edge closer to Man City, who ended up dropping points uh, yesterday against Southampton. So, I'll see you guys in the next episode of this podcast, Game Talk with Dietrichs, where we will look at Liverpool versus Leicester. But there should be a separate episode for the United game and the Chelsea game shortly after this one not as detailed but still gonna give our general opinion and how the games panned out see you guys in the next one thank you for listening goodbye